On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Online, I talk with Haley Campbell from Beluga Baby. We talk about why it's important to start small when trying to scale your business. I think you guys are going to really like this one. She gave us a lot of good insights. Do you feel frustrated trying to scale your business online? Do you wish that there was an easier way? Imagine if you had a proven roadmap to take your online marketing from costing you to making you money. That's why we've created the Profitable E-Commerce Blueprint. We walk you through the same process that we use to run marketing campaigns online at scale for our clients. This blueprint isn't for brand new businesses without market proof. It isn't for businesses without long-term goals. This is for businesses who want to scale up their paid advertising and need a roadmap to profitability. If you want to save yourself the time, the money, and the energy, and learn from people who have already done it, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash blueprint and sign up today. Now for today's episode. Haley Campbell from Beluga Baby. So Hi. nice to have you on the podcast. Hi, how's it going? Welcome, welcome. We're not even that far away. Uh, you're in Vancouver. I'm in Abbotsford. So for We're those neighbors. We're I know, yes. Very close. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I was saying to you before, you know, it's nice not to interview someone from the States today. Like, nice to have a, another Canadian on. <laughs> a fellow hoser, hey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So tell us a bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, cool. Um, my name is Haley Campbell. I live in Vancouver, British Columbia, and I'm the CEO and founder of Beluga Baby. And we make uh, sustainably made bamboo baby carriers along with um, doll carriers so older children can match their moms and dads and also swaddle blankets but our main our main focus is on our baby wraps our baby carriers okay and uh, how did you get started well um, it's probably a familiar story for entrepreneurs in Canada especially um, mothers is that we get a year's worth of maternity leave and um, yeah I decided that it would be a great time while I had a newborn to also start a business. Um, and yeah, it was kind of mental, but uh, I don't think it would have ever happened any other way. So um, we launched the company when my daughter was five months old. And by the time my maternity leave was up at 12 months, it was a fully functioning revenue generating company. Amazing. Amazing. And was there a particular pain point that you were trying to solve? Yeah. So, um, like, let's be real. I did not invent baby wearing. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Let's never, end the podcast right now. I thought you did. I, <laughs> I will never make that claim. Um, baby wearing has pretty much been around as long as babies have been around. Um, but what I did and what I found when I had my daughter is I had other wraps and other carriers and they, it was like a, it was like a Goldilocks and the three bears type situation. Like, Oh, this one was too long and too hot. And this one was nice and breathable, but it only stretched in one direction. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of set out to curate my own fabric um, that had the right amount of stretch and bounce and breathability. And I made one for myself. And then I made one for a few friends, um, got great feedback, made some alterations based on, um, you know, user generated feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Advice from my friends. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I figured I had a marketing background and I figured I might as well give it a go. And if it fails, you know, no harm, no foul. I'll just go back to my job at the end of the 12 months. Um, and little did I know that I would be here four years and then a few months later. Um, yeah, with Very the, good. with the great big, I don't know if it's a great big, it's a great big business in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> From what I 
thought it was going to be. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, was there a company before this or did you like, is this your first time starting a company? This is my first time as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. I had done, I had done some freelance writing. Um, so actually while that first year of business after my maternity leave ended, I made the conscious decision to take on some big writing projects. Oh, cool. So I write for like, um, social media, social media, marketing firms and a um, couple experiential marketing agencies in the States. And I used that to pay my bills while I put all of the additional money back into the business. So that was one way that we grew so quickly also. Crazy. And are you still doing that or is that no, totally off no, the table? Now? No, no that, that, probably by the end of year two, um, I didn't have time to do any more writing projects that weren't like my own personal hobbies. Um, but I also didn't need to, by the end of year two, we were sort of making, I could, I could pull an income from the company. Yeah. Amazing. That's so great. Uh, at what point did you know that it was going to grow? Like, was there like a, an actual point where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm quitting my job or I'm not going back to, to what I'm doing. Like, what was that point? What did it look like? I think the biggest thing that I sort of relied on was feedback from people who were using the product. Um, I would get these incredible emails and incredible messages about the way that the product was changing the lives for new parents and in particular new moms. It's really, really a difficult transition. Um, having your first baby or adding a baby to a household, it's, you know, it's exhausting and yeah. uh, it's challenging in so many ways as a parent. I'm, sh- I'm sure that you know. We have a two month old right now. Yeah. Okay. So you're in it. You're in the, (laughs) you're in the trenches of it. Um, yeah. And, and the fact that it was actually helping people and providing an income for my family, it was just, um, like unbelievable in, in a lot of ways and something that I, you know, didn't want to let go. And I realized very quickly that it was something I wanted to put my all into and, and really make a go of it. If for nothing else than just to make you know, new parenthood a little bit easier for people. Yeah. So how, like, cause I, I've seen lots, lots of different kinds of baby wraps. Can you explain to people how is yours different? Yeah. Um, so it all comes down to the fabric. So our wrap is ideal for the first 12 months. Um, really you'll get the most use out of it in the first six to nine months. Um, but what it does, especially during that fourth trimester, which is the first three months yeah. after birth is the, the baby is ready to come out, right? They're, they're big enough to come out. If they were any bigger, they wouldn't be able to come out. And sometimes they're not able to come out even at the size they're at. But developmentally, babies are not really ready to be away from a parent, away yeah. from not to not have that attachment to a parent. And what wearing your baby in a wrap does is it puts them like next to your heartbeat. They can um, smell your smell. Uh, it helps them to regulate their body temperature, mm. helps them to regulate their blood sugars. It reduces crying by over 40%. Um, like there's been numerous studies done, um, which is like, as a parent, if you're like, oh, I, I, my baby can cry 40% less, that is like like a game changer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so those are sort of the basics of baby wearing and why th- that is helpful. Our particular... Um, one that we've created is less 
bulky than a lot of other wraps. So it's made from an eco-friendly bamboo blend. Yeah. Um, so mostly bamboo with a little bit of cotton for structure and a little bit of spandex for a four-way stretch. Just the way the fabric is knitted, you need to add that little bit of spandex so it stretches in all directions. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and it kind of provides this really subtle pressure from all sides for the baby, mm. which feels very womb-like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of parents will say like, oh, my baby was fussy. There's nothing that I could do. You know, I bounced on the bouncing ball and I went for a walk and I did the vacuuming because they love the white noise. <laughs> totally. And, yeah. And I fed them and I changed them and I sang to them and I... Uh, danced 14 different types of dances and I did backwards three times. You're like anything to get them to stop. And then they put them in the wrap and the baby's like, ah, like I'm back in my place. Yeah. yeah. Back where it feels familiar and I can hear the heartbeat that I'm used to hearing. I'm talking about the mom here. Of course, baby wearing for dads also. I'm just generalizing. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. (laughs) Yeah. And it just, calms them which in turn allows um, the parents to feel calm and to feel like they've got a handle on things and to take a breath and to have their hands back so like if they wanted to make themselves toast they can make themselves toast yeah. if they wanted to do anything to their hair and face which you don't need to do but sometimes it makes you feel good um, they can do that they can text their friend they can check their emails they can do nothing which yeah. is also totally acceptable. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just the way the fabric works, it's, um, in my opinion, like the most womb-like experience that you can cool. create for your newborn. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the biggest challenge you guys have faced so far? It's been four years. So I feel like we have a new challenge every month. Um, <laughs> I think currently, the biggest challenge we're facing as we get bigger is to sort of remember what's important to us uh, as a company and to keep that vision kind of at the forefront of our minds. So everything we do is handmade here in Vancouver, British Columbia. Yeah. And anytime I talk to someone who is used to running businesses where things are not made locally, their first piece of advice is, oh, you can increase your margins by heading overseas, mm. by manufacturing overseas. Yeah. So I think the, the, the biggest thing that I'm wrestling with at the moment is, is how to grow the business in a way that makes sense long-term while also staying true to our vision and what's really important to us. And I don't think we're ever going to go overseas, at least for the products that are being sent into Canada. So like, if you're in Canada, you're going to get Canadian made as far as I can tell forever. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's very, very similar, like, uh, ethos that we have, uh, with our clothing company as well, that like everything's made it for us. It's in Abbotsford here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that, that really, um, that's really important to us as well. Right. Um, I've seen brands, you know, decide to go overseas and it's a, I don't know for the amount that you save, I just don't know if it's, if it's worthwhile. Yeah. And I don't even know if you save that much more in the end, just with the amount of back and forth that you're going to have to yeah. spend negotiating things, um, troubleshooting problems, troubleshooting quality control, all yeah. of that kind of stuff. I just, I love knowing where it's made and then I can go and pop in at any time. Totally. See that it's working the way it should be working and it's providing jobs to people locally, which is also really important. 
Um, and speaking of providing jobs, I think the other big challenge that I have is knowing when to hire other people mm. to help with the business, yeah. um, letting go of control, knowing which things to outsource and which things to keep for myself, knowing my strengths and also my weaknesses. Um, I think entrepreneurs by definition feel like they need to be the ones who do everything. Totally. It's and so hard, so hard to give that kind of stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you can make mistakes and hire the wrong person and have it go totally bonkers. Right. Yeah. You do always run that risk. Um, but if you're growing, you need to hire people. So like, for example, we just hired someone to pack our orders up this, okay. this month, four years in, we're doing like a thousand orders a month, like ourselves. Yeah. And now we're like, oh, well, that's, I guess we can let someone else print labels and send them out. Yeah, yeah, totally. That, that's one of those things you can, you can trust somebody with. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, let's talk uh, online marketing just in, in general. What's working online for you guys right now? We are super dialed into our AdWords and our Google Shopping. Oh, okay. Awesome. I don't hear people say that too often. And that's oh. just a, like, a, like Google shopping is just one of those channels that I don't understand why people don't use. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I have an incredible contractor that I work with who's kind of a Google uh, savant Yeah, and she's helped. Yeah. She's really helped us set that up and dial it in and get our cost per conversion down. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. What about what's working organically for you? Um, social media is always great. Um, we see a lot of traffic from our Instagram. I'm very active on our Instagram and that's one thing that I'll never give up because I think a lot of people are used to seeing my face on stories. Totally. Yeah. And like personal captions and honestly, like your feed is important and the amount of followers you have is important, but I'm finding doing lives and storying regularly um, especially if you have the swipe up feature, like if you have more than 10,000 followers, yeah. you get the swipe up to follow a link feature that, um, continues to be a really big driver of traffic for us. And we yeah. also, we, we do Facebook ads. Um, I use a program called Snapic that read, I feel like you're just getting all the, by doing these interviews, you're just getting all the tips that you can. <laughs> I, I don't even think you like, I don't really think you realize like how impactful it is for me. I'm just like, uh-huh. That's the thing. Like people need to talk about it with other people who sell products online. Like yes, there's no reason not to share that information and not to share that advice because it takes so freaking long to learn it. It does. So I know. Trial and error and wasted money. And if we, as you know, as long as we're not competing with each other, which we're not, no. then there's no reason that we can't share what we know. Like you guys do such an amazing job, I think at email marketing. Oh, I would like to learn. Yeah. Maybe offline later, you can give me <laughs> tips on, on what you guys use for that. But um, I'll tell you, it's Clavio. Oh, I just signed up for that today. Oh, you, oh, you should have used my affiliate link. Oh, oh shoot. sorry. Oh, I'll, um, I can, I can email them and, and yeah. get them to credit it to you. Just be like, yeah, exactly. Oh, my mistake. I didn't follow the Oh link. man, that could have been like $3 for me. Shoot. <laughs> A month in perpetuity. Yeah, my, yeah, exactly. In perpetuity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but one thing that I've, um, haven't heard anybody else talk about is called Snappic. Okay. So my site is snappic.io. Yeah. And what they do is they take your organic um, 
social content. So whether it's Facebook ads or usually Instagram ads for us, it's like 80% Instagram in terms of where our budget goes and 20% Facebook. Yeah. And it takes your social content and retargets your website visitors, product visitors, abandoned carts with your social content. So awesome. it looks like an organically created post instead of like an ad. So it looks yes. less like an ad and more like, oh, this is just showing up in my feed. And our ROI on that in, at any given month is like between 15x and 20x. That is amazing. I, you know what? I'm, I'm actually a huge fan of using organic content, whatever, you, like we call it like the unicorn method. Yeah. Like whatever's working works really well organically, probably is going to work really well paid. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Just repurpose um, that whenever possible. Repurpose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I know the biggest, one of the biggest things for us that we've been testing is our uh, VIP Facebook group. Oh Yeah. Um, that, uh, a podcast guest a little while ago, um, had, um, talked to me about that, um, from Taylor, Taylor Joel designs, Jennifer. Um, she had told me about how she was selling out whole collections with a 3,500 fa- person Facebook group. I'm like, no, that's <laughs> not possible. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to test it on our business. Cause we, uh, we have tons of clients that we work with that I want to like tell them about this kind of stuff. Yeah. So we tested it out. I think we're at like 2,500 people in the first couple weeks. So I'm pretty happy with that. We'll get right back to the episode. But first, do you feel frustrated trying to scale your business online? Do you wish that there was an easier way? Imagine if you had a proven roadmap to take your online marketing from costing you to making you money. That's why we've created the Profitable E-Commerce Blueprint. You can find out more at mindfulmarketing.co slash blueprint. Now back to today's episode. Um, we just did a launch and we decided to give people early access. So seven uh, hours early access on these kindred surprise bundles that we do. Yeah. We ended up selling a thousand bundles to people who had a a unique, they had to go to the website, put a code in to actually get into the website. So the website was down, right? They had to put a password in and then, um, they were able to purchase that at that point. And we sold a thousand bundles in that seven hours. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's insane what fate, I, I, I didn't believe it when I, when oh, I. Heard. So do you repurpose like, cause we have a Facebook page. Do you make an entirely new page or do you just repurpose those Facebook followers that you already have? No. So they actually have to join the group. You can't just put them in, into there. So it's an actual, like, and it's a totally different vibe. Like it's, it's its own little ecosystem, right? Where you're asking questions. It's a lot more personal. Yeah. People are posting stuff with your brand in there, asking questions. Like for, for a little while, we'd hop on these questions right away. We'd be like, we'd be like, Oh, what's the sizing like for this? And you'd be like, Oh, here, here you go. Yeah. But the, the amazing thing about the Facebook group is that there's people who are passionate about your brand. They're like, oh, I found this fabric was like this. I found this. You don't even have to answer questions. It's just a self-sustaining community. Yeah. It's amazing. I highly, I, everybody listening, I highly recommend it. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work though. That's the, that's the other thing. It's a lot. Yeah. Of work. I mean, I have, I have a, 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 I don't know if you use Trello at all to. I have in the past. Yeah. So I use Trello to like organize my big tasks, things that I want to implement at some point in the next six months. Yeah. So to be honest, it'll probably go on there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Throw it on the board. Throw it on the Trello board. Throw it on the board. Yeah. <laughs> Clavio though is what I'm getting set up right now. I'm migrating over from MailChimp because I don't know if you guys use Shopify, but MailChimp broke up with Shopify earlier this year. Yes. And yes. We- that was a big deal. 
been stumbling along using their um, another app integration that kind of makes MailChimp work still a little bit, but it's become time to make a change. And today was my implementation day. So awesome. other, than, other than this um, interview, that's, that's what, uh, what's on my docket today is uh, okay. moving our data over, creating the workflows, yeah. doing all the automation. Yeah. Awesome. Um, if you could go back to when you first started, yeah. what would you do differently? I think I would um, listen to, this is going to sound so funny, um, because my husband works with me in the business now, yeah. almost probably half his hours are on the business, and I wish I'd brought him on earlier. Mm. <laughs> and the reason is, is because I'm very creative-minded. Um, my dad calls me like a hippie child, like yeah. things are organized chaos, which is sort of like what the inside of my mind works like. And he's very um, efficient and his mind definitely can look at a problem from a different angle than I look at it. And even more than that, can identify like time wasting things that are happening that I'm doing, money wasting things that are happening that I'm doing. Um, a really great example of that is I used to do, or I have done all of the packing, um, up until recently, yeah, like yeah. All the boxes. but the first couple months, Ash would go to work. That's my husband's name. Ash would go to work. I would do all the orders up and they would be all packaged by the end of the day. So he had no idea how that process was going. Yeah. One day he had the day off work and he is watching me take a roll of tape, unroll it, take scissors cut it, stick it to the table, making 20 lines of tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And using those big lines of tape then to tape up my boxes, you know, they would stick to each other and stick on my hair. And he's like, the next day he came home with a tape gun. And he's like, look at this tape gun. And I was like, mind Oh, they have a gun for tape. <laughs> did not even know that such a thing existed. And now of course I'm like, rant, 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 like taping up boxes, like it's no tomorrow, but it's those types of things that he's just like, this is a no brainer. And I was like, I would, I would never have thought about that. I'd be doing, you know, a hundred boxes cutting tape. By my hand. Yeah. 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 So I would, I would, um, I would trust his advice and bring him on board sooner for sure. <clears throat> that's a great, you know, as a husband of a, of a woman entrepreneur, that's just a great answer to hear. Thanks. Carmen, I hope you're listening to this one. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen, I think he likes you. <laughs> uh, um, what advice would you give to somebody just starting out? Um, I get this question a lot, actually. And, and my answer is always just start. I think the biggest roadblock people give themselves is themselves and they're like well i have to know everything before i start and let me tell you i knew nothing before yeah. i started i youtubed most things like how to build a shopify website mm -hmm. uh, how to set up google ads um how to take photos how to edit photos how to crop an image how to make a background transparent like literally everything i either yeah. googled or youtubed i didn't know a single thing about running a business um, how to find a good accountant. What do I need to file? What is GST? Should I be charging it? Should I be paying <laughs> it? All very important questions and yes. all questions that Google uh, slash YouTube has the answer to. So just like, just start and um, don't get into a whole bunch of debt. 
at first yeah. or ever if you can avoid it. Yeah. Start really small, start organically, start as a hot side hustle, and then just learn as you go. Ask questions to other people who have similar type businesses if you're a product-based business. I've found product-based business people, if you're not competitive, they're very willing to share information, oh. especially if you have a specific question. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's this kind, this kind of cool group of people who are like selling physical products online. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's just like that in, in our area, but like I, like, I love that. I love to be able to be like, this is working right now. Try it. Everybody try it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Because there's, a, there's enough business out there for everybody, right? There is. Especially there's a whole world of business. Like yeah. Whole, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whole world. I mean, start in Canada. If you're in Canada, start in the country that you're in. Expand to other countries as soon as you have shipping rates that are favorable enough. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, are you using Tracked Packet to send to the U.S.? I think so. I haven't dealt with shipping in so long. We we um we just discovered that um, Canada Post has this um, shipping service called Tracked Packet USA, and we send. Oh, I was gonna hold up a box, but I'm like, people listening won't be able to see it. We we send a box nine by nine by three. And, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got that size in my head. Yeah. We might have a certain shipping discount, but it's, you know, half a kilogram and it's like $9 to send. To the yes. Account. Yes. Yes. I do know that, that. Yeah. 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 And we really literally only implemented it six months ago. I'm like, why did I not know about this six months ago? It's actually cheaper to send into the States than it is to like right. send across Canada. Way right cheaper, now. way cheaper. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> that's great this is all this is great stuff i i for the most part you know people who listen to this show are, are people like us yeah that are you know aspiring to to scale their companies yeah and that kind of stuff is so practical like because before yeah. I, I do remember now like airmail down to the states was about 20 bucks a package for a pretty yeah. similar yeah and that's that makes a massive difference yeah if you're sending 10 packages a day down to the states it's an extra hundred dollars yeah yeah that, that's the reason why I was happy to hire someone to do my boxing is I'm like, uh, or my fulfillment is I'm like, oh, I'm saving money on shipping and I can use it to pay this person. Great. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And now you've, you've bought back all that time. Yeah. 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 And now I can install Clavio and, yes. and uh, work on my emails. Yeah. Awesome. Um, what is, this is my, one of my, uh, my canned questions here. Okay. Okay. What is your secret to scaling? Um, as much as possible, reinvest the money back into your business. Um, if you're starting out and you can start it as a side hustle and pay your bills with another source of income, um, that'll prevent you from having to take on debt, um, losing pieces of your company, um, losing equity. Um, if you can scale just using your own organic revenue, um, you'll get in the habit of using your own revenue to scale. And yeah. there's so, I'm such a fan of like, people always talk about balance and work-life balance. And I think a lot of it comes from growing organically because then you're not getting bigger than your britches and then totally. you don't have debt looming over you. So the stress is so much less. And like, let's be honest, we could all use a little bit more, a little bit less stress, less stress. Mm -hmm. yeah. I take, I take less stress like at the same time as less money. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not, there's, there's a certain point where it's just not worth that stress is not worthwhile. Exactly. Yeah. There is, there is like joy to be had in a simple life. I think. Mm -hmm. Do you know, um, profit first? Mm -mm. 
No, okay. I, I had uh, the author of Profit First, Mike Michalowicz, on the podcast recently, uh, which was amazing. I never pictured that he would say yes, so amazing. it was really great. <laughs> um, but, but he's all about that. I, I asked him with physical product businesses, I said, do you ever recommend taking on debt? And he said, um, he said, no, unless you can guarantee a return within 60 days. Right. That's it. He said, that's the only way that I would ever take it on. If you have like some kind of like, you know, marketing system where you know you're going to put a dollar in and get three or four dollars. Or if you have like a, a huge purchase order from a, a, a retailer, for example, like so. Totally. Yeah. Then you're just funding your inventory for that purchase order that you know you already have yes that would be an that would be an example of of a time that would make sense to take on short-term debt yeah yeah but besides that i'm i'm with you i i I don't like the idea of taking on massive amounts of debt or or then taking you know parts of your company and and giving them to private equity or something like that's just no thanks i built it i want to keep it yes yes exactly (laughs) yeah uh okay wow i feel like we could just keep talking and talking this is yeah (laughs) Um, okay, well, let's go. Let's go to the lightning round. Lightning round. I'm so ready. Do I get like a phone of friends, like a 50 50? Let's, let's see. Let's see how this goes. Okay. okay. Let's see how you do. Let's see if you can do it on your own first. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's go. All right. Uh, your favorite tool or app? Um, I like Trello for keeping track of tasks, sharing tasks, assigning tasks. And if you're a fan of checklists, but lose small pieces of paper, like I do, um, just keeps it all in one place. I like Slack for, um, inter company communication to keep your inbox not super full. So basically it's a messaging software where you can create subgroups um, by topic or by department or individually. So for example, I have a subgroup on Slack called website and my developers on there, my designers on there, my Google AdWords girls on there. And then me and my husband are both on there. So if something needs to happen with the website, we post it on there. We add the task to Trello. Um, that all links together and yeah, it's just, it, it keeps your inbox clear and helps things happen faster and also eliminates the need to use your personal, sorry about the sound. Do you want to pause for a second? I'm just going to pause. Slack. Tell me about Slack. Slack is my second one that I love. So if you have an inbox that keeps getting full, talking to people within your organization or contractors, I use it. It, it organizes by grouping. So for example, for our website, um, I added inside the website group, our developer, our designer, our AdWords gal, and then me and my husband and any little communications back and forth we put right in there and that frees up our text messaging and our email inbox for other things. Um, so I love Slack. And then the other one I was going to mention is Snappic, but we already talked about that. Yes. Yes. I think Slack's great too, because it keeps work at work too, right? Like, you know, that that's a work sort of thing. Like I'll try and mute my notifications after four o'clock because it's just, I should do that. My husband does that. I should do that. What's wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Nothing's so important that you need to get back to it right away. It's so true. It's so true. Unless you have clients who really need you. <laughs> yeah, or or I find the only really urgent thing with a product-based business is like canceled orders. Yes. Like if yes. people place an order and then they want it canceled and then you don't see that and you send that out, I'm always like, oh, now I have to refund you or send you a return label, one or the other, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of one you have to be on top of. Everything else can wait 24 hours. Yes, totally agree. Yeah. 
Uh, favorite podcast? I love Armchair Experts. Oh yeah, I've the Dax Shepherd. Yeah. yeah, I I love it. Um, he's got kind of a subsection called Experts on Experts, so he brings in like doctors and writers and um, all sorts of experts. Um, yeah, I like listening to that. It's kind of long form, an hour and a half per episode. Um, I also love the new one by Kate and Oliver Hudson called Sibling Revelry. Okay. Um, it's just kind of the exploration of what it means to be a sibling, the different types of siblings, the different stages that siblings um, go through. That's really interesting to me right now because I have an only child. I am an only child and I have an only child. And, you know, it's constantly a question, should we have another um, for us? Should we have another for her? What does that mean in terms of her future and like present and our present and our future? And I like that one because it, I don't know anything about being a sibling or what mm. that's like. And um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, one. that's probably super interesting to explore. Mm-hmm. Strangely, I don't really listen to a lot of business podcasts. It's more of like TV for me. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Check out. Yeah. Yeah, there's so, there's so much business during the day anyway, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, business I, don't podcast more business. I don't need more business. I don't need more business. Yeah, <laughs> listen, and also um, Secrets to Scaling by Jordan West from Mindful Marketing. That is also one of my favorite ones. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have. Oh, perfect. That's great. Uh, I will just stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. Uh, and founder that you look up to. Um, this is the name that I was worried that I was going to massacre, but uh, Tony Shea. So okay. he is the founder of Zappos. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he wrote the book called um, Something Happiness, Selling Happiness, Delivering Happiness. That's what it's called. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And what I like about him and the book and the way that he ran his company is he, everything that he did was focused on bringing happiness to his customers and to his employees and his shareholders. So he was always super duper transparent with all his communication to all of his employees. And he ran his business like he was running it with his people that he cared about, you know, Mm -hmm. like he, they, they, they had all these ups and downs in terms of how the company was doing financially, but through it all, he would send out these super long emails to all of his employees detailing exactly what was going on, why they were, you know, having cuts or layoffs or, um, why things were being moved from one place to another in terms of, um, their headquarters. Like he really, really over communicated everything to his employees and to the customers. And what I think that did is it makes people buy in to you and, and, and makes things become not just a brand, but like a community. Mm. They can tread, like just trust you a lot more, right? They can trust you. And, and, and then you can feel good about the company that you're creating and the environment that you're creating and the good that you're putting back into the world. Um, for a long time, I worked in the not profit, not for profit sector. Okay. Um, doing their direct marketing campaigns and and marketing. And what I found is the whole not-for-profit way of doing things like is totally broken. Like it's, it's, I think the way forward and the way to make the world a better place is for for-profit companies to use their profits to make the world a better place. Mm. I just think it's more sustainable. I think, um, 
people want to be part of a movement in that way, it, it makes more sense to like the generation that's up and coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it just, yeah. So, so for me, I took a lot of the um, things that I learned in not-for-profit and I applied them to my business. Um, the language that we use and the inclusiveness and, you know, the, the way you build motivation and the way you build a bond between customers and brand and uh, people who work with you and your brand and it's all about like being a real person and being like okay this is what I'm going through maybe you're going through the same thing and if you're not at least you know that I'm a human like you are Mm. Mm -hmm. awesome great answer thanks uh where can people find out more about you so if you're in Canada we are on belugababy.ca if you're in the U.S. we're belugababy.com Wherever you are in the world, we are at Beluga Baby on Facebook and Instagram. Awesome. And you can always message me or email me. I'm very nice and I'm friendly. (laughs) I think we figured that out. (laughs) (laughs) And I try not to be intimidating because I'm telling you, like, I don't know any more. Oh, I know more now. But when I was starting out, I didn't know any more than anybody else listening to this podcast. I promise you. Yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciated that. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Secrets to Scaling Online. If you're loving what you're hearing, subscribe to our podcast and share this with a friend. No, seriously, share it with a friend. No, if you don't, I'm going to find you and I'm going to make you profitable. Got it? No, seriously, 